All right. Have you ever received a text message from Keenan and you're just like, oh my God, I'm going to kill him? You mean, do I ever receive a text message where I'm not like that? <laughs> Anthony, oh, 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 this is being live. Anthony sends me a text message. And we send each other tons and tons of TikToks, just like all day long. And this is what he sends me, Tamara. This is what he sends me. Oh, how sweet. Like, <laughs> go figure he's always hungry <laughs> <laughs> i'm like was it first i'm like oh it's our wedding no it's not our wedding song <laughs> <laughs> sure sure it is no 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 it's not <laughs> so needless to say he just at gotta... least he contributed to <laughs> I'm like, I did pick last night where we went to eat, so shut up. Thank you. Okay. We always get in an argument and just don't talk whenever he's like, what do you want to eat? I'm like, I don't care. He's like, what do you want to eat? I don't know. Do you want this? No. Well, then I'm not asking. I'm like, just pick a place. Well, today I was just like, just, just whip it in a drive through. He's just like, oh, just whip it in. I'm like, yeah, whatever drive through that you can just whip it in, whip it in. Like, whatever we can get in and out of in time to get our child from school. I don't care. Just pick a draft throw, any draft throw. But are you ready? Hop down a rabbit hole of a case. Oh, so we got another spinoff to our next, I mean, our other podcast. Yes. This rabbit can, hole we jump into. We can spin this off. You can do some little research, research, see what you can find. And then we can dive into it over there more. This family lives in a town that I probably can't pronounce, but it's called Eufaula, Oklahoma. Did I get it right? Did I get it right? Eufaula. Oh, put Eufaula. That's that's how I took it as it was going to be pronounced, you know, like, and how, oh, Google says. So we didn't know if Google said it right. (laughs) It said, you follow, okay? And I was like, okay, I follow. You follow me, okay? So, Bobby was 44 years old. Cheryl Lynn was 40. And then they had a daughter named Madison, who was six years old. 
the family mysteriously disappeared on October 8, 2009. The family wanted to move to Red Oak, which was about 30 miles away, and they were considering purchasing a 40-acre plot of land at the time they disappeared. They wanted to move this shipping container that they had at their where they live now to their new property and live in it until they got their new house built on the mountaintop. And Hammer, I need to know do you know where Redwood is or Red Oak? Do you know where it's at? I'm Have you heard of it? I think so. I've heard of it. Okay. I want to know, and you may have to get back with me on a later date about this one. I heard that this place had no power. Like, people in this town was known for not having power. And I'm like, please tell me that Keenan does not know and live near a place that people live without power. Like, how in the world are they living? Because one thing, if you live that so far off the grid that you ain't got power, then you definitely don't have water lines. So how do you have a well? Like, because when our power goes out, our well goes this out. So like an antsy, tiny, 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 tiny town. I would like to know if you live in Red Oak and you listen to this podcast, please message because I want to know how in the world you live without power and water. I am being serious. Like, please tell me, please. I would love to know. That's just like, um, because I'm like, these are the questions that I have. This, this would be like if you were Amish and if they're Amish, then they're not listening to this because they don't do like that. <laughs> That makes me curious. I'm going to look up if we have anybody from Red Oak, Oklahoma on listening to us. So let me tell you a little bit about Bobby and Cheryl Lynn. So Bobby suffered from back pain because he was in a car accident in 2003. And then Cheryl Lynn had bipolar disorder and she, you know, like didn't take her medicine regularly like the pharmacy, you know, tells her to. So she would have episodes sometimes and she would lash out and this put a strain on her marriage because, you know, like if you're having somebody lash out at you, then you're going to get a little busy with them. And so probably had a lot of fights. Yeah. Hold on. Let me go take my medicine. (laughs) So you don't lash out on me? Okay. I'm serious. I got to take my medicine before I lash out. <laughs> I like went to like click over and I just see the chair rock and I'm like, is she under the blanket just rocking? No, I wanted to go get my medicine that <laughs> deals with my hormones so I don't lash out. So some people believe that this move was so they can, you know, start over fresh, just a new start, new place, you know, new place, new life. So... The Jamesons were extremely private, and even the ones closest to them did not know what was really going on in their life. They were very religious, and the two became paranoid because they thought the their house that they, you know, lived in had spirits. So, Sherilyn thought spirits were coming to talk to their daughter, Madison, So either Madison was talking to, you know, like an imaginary friend or somebody was coming to visit her that she called Emily. 
you know, it's either imaginary friend or a ghost. Who knows? Or both. <laughs> it could be her imaginary friend. That is a ghost. I'm waiting for your child or our sister's child no. to get the imaginary friend that you, you know what I'm saying because if they have this imaginary friend that my child mentioned once and then our brother mentioned tons oh um Jaja Jaja <laughs> yeah if Jaja pops up then Jaja imaginary Jaja ghost and Jaja catch me in Oklahoma, but not Red Oak. <laughs> so I lost my spot. Imaginary friend. So Bobby had his old concerns with the spirits. He reached out to their preacher and asked them if he knew somewhere that he can purchase special bullets to shoot the spirits that were sitting on his roof of his house. Because, you know, that's just normal. I just imagine instead of a bunch of crows sitting on a house it's just a bunch of ghost people perched on a house like a bird is what i have envisioned in my head right now so So a little odd fun fact about bobby is he owned his own say satanic satanic seance satanic bible wait did i say that right no you didn't thank you (laughs) so he owned his own satanic bible and he planned to no that's not what i'm talking about you're talking about a seance yeah did i say that right no no i don't think so how did you say it seance yeah you did it's seance oh They plan to do a exorcist on the evil spirits in their house. What type of normal is that? It's not. It's no types of normal. Who does the exorcist on the house? Them. Yeah. So fun, fun, fun stuff. Then the storage unit that they were going to move to the new property if they purchased it. Um... Sherilyn spray painted something on this building and it brought up a lot of red flags with the neighbors. Sherilyn, you know, like spray painted witches don't like their black cats killed. I just heard a cat. <laughs> that was my kid screeching. <laughs> it sounded like a cat. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're already attacking. Uh, it's kind of fitting perfect with that little. <laughs> what it sounded like. So, Cheryl Lynn was convinced that somebody was killing her cats, and she was not holding back to let the people know how pissed she was about this. Cheryl Lynn really truly believed that she was a witch, and not knock it if she's a witch. I'm just saying some of the things that she did was a little weird, and you know if you're weirdly. Like, let your freak flag fly. I mean, props to you. But her friend Nikki, which is AKA me, said she would watch Sherilyn perform, you know, these seances that Tamer calls. What do you call them? Seance. Seance. I said seance. <laughs> Not fiance. Seance. Seance. 
but she would watch her perform these seances and she she would say oh I would watch but yeah I'm not into this (laughs) and I'm like that's me Nikki I'm you like that's me like I would but I'm not going to that's weird (laughs) I'm like I would so want to watch but like I don't want to be a part of it like no bad juju want me like but I thought that was pretty funny I was just like girl Nikki I feel you like I feel you so a couple weeks before the family disappears they decide to take in a male stranger to help out around the house because you know like I said everything this family does is so normal um this stranger danger of a guy was completely creeping out Sherilyn she told Nikki that when Bobby was out one day he sat down next to her on the couch got in her face and then told her that he was a white supremacist and was disgusted by her because of her Indian blood. Sherilyn was part Native America, and this girl does not play. She don't play. She don't play if you kill a cat, and she don't play if you threaten to kill her. She went, she she got up, she went and got a gun, and she pointed it to his head, and she said get off my property and don't ever come back and then after he refused to leave pissed off Sherilyn started shooting bullets off at his feet forcing him to leave that was my gun noise so the Oklahoma in her came out right there and she's like bloop 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 so now we're to know Oklahoma's Indians, you in their territory. Well, so that makes sense that she's off the grid, like living like Indian because she's Indian. Well, I mean, not me, not my cup of tea. I need my TV, I need my power, I need my water. You need your <laughs> stuff to do podcasting. I mean, I need all the things. So, but- more sense about that knowing this part about it because of how huge indians are in oklahoma i guess i guess it's like how cherokee used to be before we grew up you know like yeah. when the Indians would actually dance in the streets and stuff like that they still do not as much as they did so now we're going to jump forward to october 16 2009 Hunters came across and reported an abandoned truck on top of Panola Mountain. Is that how you pronounce that? Panola. Sure. Okay. The truck was locked and had a dog inside. This doggy was very malnourished and had not eaten or eaten in days. Officers determined that the truck belonged to the Jamesons. After talking to friends and family, they realized that the family had not been seen or heard from in eight days. So, people, people, listen, listen clearly. Right now, I'm going to need you to send a text message to a friend, to a family member. Just say, hey, what's up? How you doing? Because if you're like me, you ain't text nobody in quite some time. I could go days without texting a family member or a friend. So just shoot out a quick text message saying, what's up? 
So if you do go missing, you're not gonna be like me and be like, ah, I haven't heard from her in a week. PSA right there. To be fair, I feel like me and you talk more than you talk to anybody. Yeah, but most of the time it's like, hey, when can you record? Hey, I need to record this. Yeah. Before podcasting, how often did we text? You didn't like me. just just saying so it's not uncommon for this family to just disappear for a few days and i'm just like how can they communicate when they ain't got no phones they had phones how are they gonna charge them with no power that's what i'm saying i want to know if this place really truly didn't have power maybe they couldn't afford power and they charged their phone in their truck well see no like where they lived at had power where they were moving to supposedly did not have power but of course you know it's like 40 acres and there's nothing on it so of course it's not going to have power but they said a lot of that area people lived in that town with no power hmm. okay so I'll, I'll ask when Kenny gets home okay so and we can talk about it on the conspiracy okay Maybe so, he'll come and join in on that because this is not far from where his family is from. Maybe, maybe he knows a little something, something about the case. So, <laughs> so it's not uncommon for this family to just disappear, which I think is kind of weird. Like, I mean, I know I make a lot of weekend vacation getaways, but does <laughs> it's like me? Like one day I posted on Facebook, and Mom was like, "Where are you at?" And I'm like. I'm in Cincinnati, and she was like, why? I said, I woke up and wanted to visit new states. <laughs> so it's like, it's not uncommon. I mean, for them to be like, it's not uncommon for this family to just disappear. And, you know, like, okay, but, like, do you not tell somebody? Like, do you not say, hey, like, hey, can you, feed my- can, you- can you feed my dog? When you don't have no responsibilities, no. I just woke up, and I said, Keenan, let's go to Cincinnati. Or let's go to Ohio. So what did we do? We go to Ohio and ended up staying at his friend's house. I guess. And now Mama said, I don't care wherever you go. If you decide to go to California, just say, hey, we're going to California. Just so I know you're gone. I'm like, all right. What if it's at five o'clock in the morning? She was like, well, I'll get it when I wake up. (laughs) And I guess I'm thinking we have, you know pets so it's like if we leave we you know kind of like hey can you feed our pigs hey can you feed our turtles because it's not like we're taking those on our mini vacations yeah but your turtles are murderers (laughs) (laughs) they like to eat fishies okay don't judge them yeah i'm totally judging them i judge them too but no one really noticed when this family would just up and disappear because Bobby and Sherilyn both didn't work. They both were on disability. Madison already got pulled from school since they were moving. So there was no big alarm going off that they were missing or was possibly in danger. Police recovered a number of personal items in the truck. So they found both of their cell phones, her purse, his wallet, and their coats all in the truck. Police assumed that the family had been, you know, like walking in the woods and must have just got lost. It's easy, you know, 
I've got lost in the woods. Don't judge me. But it's oh, easy. I, I know you have. <laughs> it's easy. We're on the news for getting lost, weren't yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. We had this search party out looking for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the trees on Panola Mountain are extremely dense and the terrain is uneven and it's just difficult to navigate through this land so police were like okay it's possible they got lost you know they're just somewhere trying to find their way back to the vehicle you know it's like tons of acres that they're walking so police decided to use bobby and Sherilyn's cell phone to gps the coordinates on the map of the family's movements the gps led them up the hill where they discovered small footprints that clearly belonged to madison once they arrived to the top of the hill, they took a picture of Madison, and this picture was found on one of the cell phones. And when we go into the rabbit hole parts, we'll bring this picture back up. So police believe that the family spent around 15 minutes on top of the mountain before they made their way back down to the truck. But this is where everything really becomes a mystery because no one knows exactly what happens after that. Please conduct a massive search the next day with search dogs and over 100 law enforcement members and people of the public on ground and in helicopter. Police continue to search the truck for more clues of what possibly could have happened. Under the front seat of the truck was a bag containing... A little bit of cash, Tamara. Just, just you know, $32,000. Yes. $32,000? Yeah, just, just just, a tad bit of money. Like, who? Oh, okay. Who needs $32,000 of cash in their vehicle? They also discover a completely hateful 11-page letter, to be, you know, exact, from Cheryl Lid to Bobby that expressed how she felt and that Bobby did not care for his family and, and criticized Bobby for being a hermit. Didn't you just say you were a hermit? Yeah. She judged me. So I'm just like, I don't think I could sit down even to a person I hated and write a 11 page letter of how much I hate them. Yeah. And if so, why would she bring this letter with her as they go look for this new property? So nothing was found until November 16, 2013. That's what's, you know, happened in 2009. We're in 2013, about three miles away from where the truck was found. They found the skeleton, skeleton remains of Bobby, Sherilyn, and Madison. The Oklahoma medical examiner, medical examiner, yeah, I'm kind of butcher that up. Medical examiner had to confirm that the bodies were the Jamesons, and in July of 2014, they announced the Jamesons were discovered. Bobby had a small hole in his, in the back of his skull, which could have possibly been from a bullet. So now we are going to, you know, talk about what could have happened. So first theory is the stranger danger guy. 
So he sounds like someone who could have held a grudge and would have wished harm on the family. And you, you got to think he got ran out the house with bullets flying at his feet. I would be holding a grudge too. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Maybe so, not kill somebody, <laughs> but you know. Post. So when the FBI tracked him down to question him about the disappearance, he had a rock solid alibi and he was ruled out as a suspect. So second theory is murder suicide. And this one, it, it's my favorite. You'll see why in a second. Not that it's a murder suicide, but just something that happens in the stomachs that murder. You'll see. So a third authorities begin to consider this theory seriously after finding Sherilyn's long hateful letter. They thought maybe she had an episode with her bipolar disorder and she just snapped. Another red flag was Sherilyn was known to carry a 22 pistol with her. However, no pistol was ever found on the scene or at their house. In the Disappear documentary, the sheriff said, and this is my favorite, it is impossible for you to hide your own body. Yes. You may be able to hide one or two that you obviously killed, but to hide your own body would be nearly impossible. I just love that. It's like the cops like, yeah, you, you could have killed, you know, the people that you right hide the, hide the people that you killed, but you to hide, hide, hide yourself after you done killed yourself. Hide the, kids, hide the wife. <laughs> It's like it's kind of impossible. Like, please, if that's if it happens, tell me how it happens. He's just like, well, it's like kind of nearly impossible. It's not impossible. It's just nearly that's impossible. Like, oh, that's like that riddle that I told you about. How do they roll the um it as a murder instead of a suicide? It's because the cassette player rewind. <laughs> yeah. So the family is opposed to this theory. They know Sherilyn and Bobby's marriage was not the best, but they really did love each other. And they don't think that Sherilyn could ever do this. But this was ruled out also when the bodies were found laying face down. And then Bobby was the only one that possibly had trauma to the head. So they think maybe they were kidnapped. This theory is backed up by the fact that all the possessions was left in the car, even the dog, Macy. This suggests that they had been forced to leave the truck in a hurry and did not have time to gather their stuff. Nikki, Sherilyn's friend, supports this idea that the Jamesons were kidnapped since there were no signs of struggle around the truck. They suggest that the Jamesons were led from the truck at, at gunpoint. So let's talk about this picture of Madison. And I'm going to send you that picture real quick so you can tell me what you'll think. So let's talk about the picture of Madison. It's difficult to read the expressions that she has going on in this picture. Some says it looks like she's about to start laughing. Others say that she's about to start crying. That's it's a frown. Huh? That's a frown. That's. <laughs> like it's it's a weird it's a weird 
face that she's got going on. It's even believed by some that the picture was not taken by either parent because she's not really smiling in this photo. And the way her arms are positioned, people suggest that she feels uncomfortable. I completely see. It looks like it was taken through the woods. Like somebody's watching her. I mean, yeah, it was it was on one of her parents' phones. So I just, I don't know which parent was taking it, like what angle, you know, I don't know. It's just, no. it's a really awkward picture. Really awkward. I don't, I don't know. Because she doesn't look happy. Her arms, how she's crossing her arms is not like a normal cross you know yeah so I I feel like something's weird with that whether or not she just got in trouble before the fact that the picture was taken maybe she's fine because she didn't want a picture taken or maybe it's somebody that's taking the picture that she doesn't know and she's trying to put on a brave face who knows but the picture looks really weird it can raise red flags also i have it's like i could see that they were kidnapped but if they were kidnapped who leaves the money and their phones behind why would the kidnapper not take their wallets why would they not take the huge bag of cash like why would that just be left like they didn't take nothing so why kidnap them because maybe they were kidnapped outside of their house. But what would be the advantage of them being kidnapped? What would the kidnappers gain? What do the kidnappers ever gain? So the next theory is Bobby's father. So Bobby, let's see. Okay, so they had surveillance cameras in the front of their house installed by bobby's mother the reason why this was done is bobby's father threatened to kill bobby and his family Mm -hmm. bob was supposedly involved with drugs the mexican mafia and some other sketchy stuff so bobby filed a protection order against his father and this order was put in six months before the disappearance At the time of the disappearance, Bobby's father was in a nursing home and died two months later. So he was crossed off the list. Do I think he should have been just crossed off the list? No, I do not. Because I'm like, hmm, if you're part of the mafia, you could have hired somebody to kill your son and his wife and your granddaughter. Yeah. So investigators looked at the video recording of the day that the Jamesons disappeared and discovered a video of them packing the truck in like a trans-like state, which leads people to think that maybe they were on drugs during this time. But I truly think that his father could have been involved because... If you if you know people in the mafia, then you probably know somebody that's a hired hitman and right. you could have, you know, scheduled something, get something fixed up. 
Another theory is drugs slash meth money. Supposedly the $32,000 in cash brings up question that that was drug money. It could have been a deal go wrong, possibly. The sheriff said the area is well known for meth. If so, I go back to why leave the money? Why, if it was a drug deal go wrong, why would they leave the money? So the family says that they had no involvement with drugs, but considering how private this family was, would they really know if they were or would not involved with drugs? I just, I don't, I don't think it was that. I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it was. Um, the last and final theory is a cult. There's also suggestions that they were involved in a cult and plan to move to the area to join a cult. Maybe they were victim of some sort of cult hit list. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And supposedly someone seen their name on a drug or drug on a cult hit list. I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't know how cults work and hit list and cults work. So I don't know. I really, I truly think that possibly it was Bob, his father. He had some of his mafia people do it. Right. But all in all, it's all strange. I feel like we'll never know what really happened. And maybe if they talk to their friends or family more, this wouldn't have happened because people would have been more in the loop of what they were doing. And so, out and about. Yeah. So don't be like me. Text your family, text your friends, just check in, say hey, because you don't want to go missing. And everybody say, well, I haven't talked to them in at least seven or eight days. Or at least text some potatoes. Text a potato. They'd be like, what are you talking about? Just like, just go check them out. That's all I gotta say. It's just like potato. Who's our dumb dumb? Well, our dumb dumb would happen to be a man who allegedly steals from a store, but then he comes back and asks for a job application. Tell this and then I'll tell you tell you a true life story. Well, I guess this is true life too, but a true life story that <laughs> happened to me. <laughs> I didn't make this stuff up. There are plenty of ways to try to make your job resume stand out of the pal. But this wasn't one of them. A man who applied for a position at a sporting goods store in Wyoming in April allegedly stole from the business twice on the same day, investigators say. The unadulterated that gummit. The unidentified 36-year-old man first bought some items with a reward card but did not pay for a pair of sunglasses and ammunition while he was there. Then he returned about three hours later 
this time to ask for a job application. The man allegedly left the store after the encounter with two more pairs of sunglasses, according to the newspaper. The suspect, whose job application status was still unclear, was cited for the alleged thefts. The police said that they were able to recover the items. So, if you're going to steal, don't. And if you are, don't go back and apply for a job and leave your information because then you're going to get caught. Yeah. So let me tell you about my story. So I wasn't at work when this happened, but either, I don't know if I was on vacation or when I was out with COVID, either one, whatever. But when I come back, I found out that we kind of got hit pretty bad with theft. And so our store manager was like telling me all the stuff that went on and she like pulled out a binder and normally we don't have a, like a binder about one particular individual, but she like pulls out this binder and she's like, this guy, you know, came in this day at this time, stole this, 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 goes to another day and was like this, this, and this. And she's like, these two were together and you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, it was two guys, one guy came in the next day gave his name his social his address all the informations about him and apologized oh then came back in later i don't know if it's like the same day next day and stole again (laughs) but then he was like but i kind of need this so it's like um why you give us her social if you steal it? <laughs> like, why? Was it legit? Or was it, or was it like him trying to frame somebody? I don't know. I don't know. But I was just like, okay. So, yeah. I was just like, that's, that's, as she was telling me, I'm like, kind of like how I look at you sometimes with the dum-dums and I'm just like nodding my head like, Oh my god, this could so be one of our dum dums on our podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now it is. <laughs> All right, welcome to our dum dum chit chat of the day. <laughs> so yeah, don't be that dumb. Just don't steal. I was about to say that. <laughs> Just don't. Don't do it. You can find us and all the pictures that we talked about on Facebook at TCWI Discussion Group. Instagram at TCWI underscore podcast underscore. And if you like us, you want more of us, go to our Patreon page at Patreon backslash the crimes we're into, or you can go to our webpage, which is the crimes we're into.com. Click a bonus episodes, click that tier that fits the needs. And yeah, just go there, check us out, listen to more episodes. And if you still can't get enough, you're wanting to know more about these conspiracies, check us out at our spinoff podcast, which is. The rabbit holes we jump into. So like us, subscribe, give us five stars. And Tell a friend. Bye. Bye.